to the Prophecy Club. We're going to talk Bible prophecy today. <laughs> of course, I just love it. I, if it was up to me, I'd be talking Bible prophecy every day. But we've got some real important questions to ask today. Have the seals been opened? And the second one is going to be, is or could Barack Obama be the beast, meaning the Antichrist? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you the answers, but then I'm going to back it up with scriptures. Okay, so has the first seal been opened? Yes, I know we talked about this uh, in the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to show you more, and I'm going to show you some things from a different angle. So the first question is, has the first seal of Revelation been opened? And the answer is, no. (laughs) No. I know. I understand. I've got some emails. I've got one email that says there's some guy out there saying we're in the sixth seal. I've got another email that says that someone is saying that we're in the fourth seal. And the video was, of course, very religious sounding. You know, the Lord told me and I saw and all of this. Well, hey, it doesn't make any difference, okay? If it doesn't line up with the Bible, then it's just not right. So I'm going to tell you the answer. No, (laughs) we are not in the seals yet. And the second question is, Barack Obama, the beast, or could he be? Or the Antichrist? No, absolutely not. Positively not. The Antichrist absolutely positively does not come from America. I'm going to show you that. Okay, so let's go back to the first question. Has the first seal been opened? Now, the guy in the email says here, some say we're in the fourth seal, others say we're in the sixth seal. So what's the truth? So I directed him to read Revelation 6.1, Daniel 7.6, and Daniel 9.24. And of course, then I also recommended that he get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, because when you've read this book, you understand the end times. And I might add a lot of emails, a lot of comments, uh, people that have read the book. Well, first of all, I guess the number one comment is they're reading it again. (laughs) But many of them say that it takes the fear of the last days away. I know a lot of people are trying to tell you that there's a pre-trib rapture out there trying to take the fear of the last days away. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to see any of that wrong. (laughs) I'd say it, but it's wrong. It's just a false teaching. But When you read the book, Secret Order to Understand Bible Prophecy, because you understand how it really plays out, and the Holy Spirit removes the question in your heart, so there's confirmation, okay? I mean, the Holy Spirit knows. You're not fooling the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit knows you've got the truth, and all of a sudden there's a peace that comes over you. And you're not worried about the last days. I've had that comment from so many people that the book takes the fear of the last days away, not that it tells them that they're not going to see it. Instead, they're going to see it, but here's how it all works. Okay, so back to my question. Has the first seal been opened? Well, if you believe me at all, then hopefully you'll believe me. I promise. I was working on memorizing the book of Revelation about three years ago when I was doing it, and I heard the audible voice of God. I mean, an audible voice, and it said, the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. So that's the first thing. So, no, the first seal has not been opened, but there's more reasons to say that. So then we jump to Revelation 6.1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Now, here it is, here it is. I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, and one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. So when the first seal is opened... There's a noise. It says, I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. 
Now, let me go to another confirming voice. I'm going to read from page 55 from my book, Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. And in 1980, Ken Peters had a long, detailed dream about the coming tribulation period. It is a summarized account of his two-and-a-half-hour DVD available on disc at prophecyclub.com or watch instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. This summary is only half of what was said, but you do need to watch the entire testimony. He says, I was born and raised in a Catholic church. I was not a Christian when I had this dream. I wasn't saved. I hadn't really read much of the Bible whatsoever except a few passages on Sunday in church. I saw visions before I read the Bible. What I say did not come from my knowledge of the Bible. I'm certain God showed me this information. He said the dream started with a very, very loud noise. It sounded like a car horn from the 1970s. It was extremely loud, very ear-piercing, and it lasted for a long time. Now, I remember when I talked to him, when I interviewed him on the radio, I asked him about this, and he said every ear on the planet heard it, every one of them. Now, I believe that that's the fulfillment of Revelation 6.1, I heard as it were the noise of thunder. Then I was given the opportunity to see from the heavens looking down on the earth. I was able to see very clearly many cemeteries and graveyards. I was brought very close to many of the graveyards. A very unusual thing to me was that the ground was breaking open, literally. The dirt was breaking open silently, and people were coming out of the graves. I saw people resurrected out of the graves. What was unusual is that one cemetery plot, headstones, would have a person come out of the dirt, and the next one to it would not. It seemed to be not just random, but categorized. They launched out of the dirt. It was very violent. It was though a small explosion was in the dirt. It broke open. I literally saw dirt flying. I saw this all over the globe. It wasn't just in one area, and it wasn't just the United States. It was all over the globe. Their clothes that they were wearing seemed like choir robes. They were long like a dress a cloak almost hanging off of them. These people came out of the middle of the day, yet they were glimmering. Their outfits and their bodies were brighter than the sun. I could see the brightness of these people shining out. Men. Although their robes were very similar, the men appeared to be very, very masculine, and the women were very feminine. Older people came out with the appearance that they weren't old. You could tell that they had lived a full life, maybe even 80 years, 75 years. Their hair that was lost had returned again. They looked mature, but they didn't look old. I saw a lot of young people resurrected, and although they looked very young, they weren't very young. There was a maturity about them. As the people that came out, they just disappeared. I don't know if they were taken or hidden somewhere. I don't know if they were taken in the clouds because I never saw them go up. I just saw them simply go away. They just vanished. Now, I asked Ken about this, and Ken said he did not see any of the living people on earth go anywhere. He only saw the graves open. Now, that's the opening of the first seal. So have we seen that? Have we heard the noise of thunder or what may sound like a 1970s-type car horn so loud and so long that every ear on the earth heard it. Have we heard that? No. Okay, so then is there more reasons why we can say, no, the first seal 
has not been opened. Well, let's go to Daniel 7.6. Now, Daniel 7.6, I've read this a lot of times, so I'll just summarize it. Essentially, it's talking about the four beasts. The first beast is the English lion, and then the American eagle's wings. The next one is the Russian bear. Now, here's where we get to. The third one is the leopard. Now, the leopard represents the Muslims. It's not hard to find this out. Just Google leopard, where they live, print the map. Then Google Muslims, where they live, print the map. Hold the maps up behind the light so that they overlap, and you can see that the lines for where the Muslims live and where the leopards live overlap almost perfectly. Then you do just a brief little research on the living habits of the leopard, the mating habits, the where they live, how they live, how they fight, and you'll find that they match up almost perfectly with Muslims. So I believe that the leopard represents four nations. Each one of those nations will have a leader, but those four nations will cooperate and work together as one beast. Do we have any place on the globe a group of four Muslim nations that work together? The answer is no. However, December 21 of 2019, Turkey, Iran, Qatar, and Malaysia got together for a meeting. And guess what they were talking about? They were talking about trading oil for gold. And they're discussing it. I believe that if that comes together, or maybe let's put it, I'd say when it comes together, that's probably going to be the third beast. Then you go to verse 7. I saw in the night vision to behold a fourth beast. You see, the fourth beast is world government. You cannot have the Antichrist show up until you have the world government. And you can't have the fourth beast, obviously, until you have the third beast. Because if the fourth beast were to come before the third beast, that would be the third beast, right? Okay, I mean, you can't reach home till you pass all of the other three bases. Same thing here. So when it says, I saw in the night vision, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had ten horns. I'm skipping part of it. So that's the seven continents divided into ten global regions. Each global region has a global regional ruler or a head. Okay. Now, that is totally formed because in verse 8 it says, I considered the horns. Probably that's some of the most important, probably the most important four words of the, the whole chapter because that tells us that the world government is formed. I considered the horns. It's saying they formed. So when the world government is formed, do we see the Antichrist at that point? No. Probably when the fourth beast is formed, that is probably, though the Bible does not say it directly, but that's probably when the horn will honk or the trumpet will sound or the noise will be formed. That's the opening of the first seal. Now it says, I consider the horns. Okay, so at this point, is there any antichrist? No, antichrist not here yet. It says that clearly, I considered the horns. That means I saw the world government in place. Okay, let me say it again. I saw the world government because this is real. Look, there's a lot of people get so tangled up on this stuff, but this is like my life, okay? I mean, even my wife will tell you, I walk and talk and think and drink prophecy. <laughs> and sometimes she says that as a compliment. Sometimes she says that as a complaint. 
and sometimes she says that as a gripe, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that's all I walk and talk and think about. It's just prophecy. Okay, so on to the point. So I considered horns. That means that the world government is all in place. Then, and only then, do we see the Antichrist come up. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn. That's your Antichrist. That's the beast. I like calling him the beast better. Bible only refers to him as the Antichrist in two places, but he's called like the beast in like 27 places. So the Bible likes calling him beast. I like calling him beast. There came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, meaning that when the Antichrist, when the beast begins his rise, he overcomes three of the other global regional rulers. And in this horn, well, like the eyes of a man, means it's not just a government, it's not just some political force, it is a literal heart-beating, blood-pumping, air-breathing, sun-blocking person, human. His, this horn were like eyes like the eyes of a man, and this confirms and ties together with Revelation 13, a mouth speaking great things. All right, so let's make our point here. Let's go back to our question. Our question was, has the first of the seven seals opened? Has the first seal opened? No. We have not heard the noise of the thunder. It may be like a noise of a horn. It may be like the noise of a trumpet or a ram's horn. We don't know. But I believe that the reason the Bible says in Revelation 6, 1, I heard as it were the noise of thunder is because probably every ear on earth hears that. Now, Probably most people won't know what it is, and they won't recognize it. But for us prophecy students that can recognize that, that's huge. Because what that says is 2,520 days later, Jesus returns. Now, it take me a long time to explain that. But the tribulation, the seven years, is 2,520 days. So you can just mark your calendar 2,520 days later, Jesus returns. <gasps> Wait, you can't know the day or the hour. That's right. We can't know the day or the hour. That is, not until we get more information. And when we hear that, we see that, when we're convinced the seal is open, you can put a mark on your calendar, 2,520 days later is the day. But that's not the hour. Well, why is it we don't know the hour? Because in the evening tide he is, Isaiah seventeen fourteen, and the morning tide they are not. Meanings that the day of the Lord is just that. It's one evening and one morning. In the evening, the armies attack on Armageddon, but by the morning, they are not. He has returned with the rod of his mouth. He brandishes his sword with the breath of his nostrils. He, he burns the tares with the morning star. He is the bright morning star, but he uses his morning star, which is a light sword coming out of his mouth, and that slashes all of the people, and as that light sword hits them, just like the two witnesses, and the, the, the fire comes out of the mouth and devours their enemies, it destroys both body and soul instantly. They fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. Now, now let's go back to our question. So has the first seal been opened? Absolutely, positively not. Would you like some more reasons? Let's go to Daniel 9.24. I'm going to read through these first three verses, kind of just skipping, but it's important. Seventy weeks, seventy weeks, as in seven zero, seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city, meaning that there's seventy sevens, or 490 years of judgment that has been assigned to Jerusalem, without going into all the explanation, to finish the transgression. The transgression? 
What transgression? Well, the transgression when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. That means that at this time, when all of these 490 years of judgment fall upon Jerusalem, there will be no more sin. And that fulfills the scripture that says, and he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. That's when the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And at that point, it is done. It is finished. No one else falls away. No one else gets saved. That's when it says to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity. In other words, it corrects the mistakes of Adam and Eve and all those following, and it brings in an everlasting righteousness. Again, no one gets saved anymore. No one falls away. And to seal up the vision and the prophecy, meaning all of the prophecies concerning the return of Jesus have at that point been fulfilled, and to anoint the most holy. Well, and see, again, here's why you need my book. Because Revelation, and as a matter of fact, many of the prophecies are not exactly in chronological order. To anoint the most holy actually happens about four months before trumpets. That happens on Pentecost. That happens when Jesus returns. And that, again, is too complicated to get us off the topic if I go into that. But he is actually, he changes from the lamb to the lion and from the prince of the kings of the earth to the king of kings and lord of lords at the marriage supper. Supper of the Lamb, and that happens on Pentecost. But again, we explain that in my book, Secret Door. Now let's get down to the point that, that proves that, no, the first seal has not been opened. Now to explain those 70 weeks, we jump down two verses to verse 27. And he shall confirm the covenant. I talked about this in length at another broadcast, so I'll move quickly. He, meaning the beast, shall confirm the covenant with many nations. I'm, I'm adding the word nations. I'm interpreting as we go here with many nations for one week or one seven-year period. And in the midst of the week, okay, but it goes into he's going to uh, cause sacrifice and oblation to cease. So if we have not heard the opening of the first seal, we can't be in the fourth or the sixth, like some people say. If we've not seen a confirmation of some kind of a covenant, we think it might be a peace treaty, but we are not certain. If we have not seen the confirmation of the covenant, that means the first seal is not opened. That means we are not, we are not in the tribulation yet. Sorry to disappoint, but we're not. However, I do think we may only be just a few. I'm not giving a number. I'm not setting a date. But I think we're only a few years away from seeing the start of the tribulation. As a matter of fact, I've got a radio program that's kind of brewing in my spirit talking about this because I've run across some more information. And, the, you know, the closer I get to this, sometimes I think, oh, man, it's only just, a, you know, one or two or three. And I'm going to try to set a date again. I'm not. It's only just it's really, really, really close. And then other times I think, no, no, it, it can't happen in any sooner than three to five years. It just it's maybe even seven years. So I honestly don't know. But as things move along. Look Look at that. When that headline comes up that says, Omer ushers in Palestinian state, and we don't know how to spell it, and we don't know exactly what it is, whether it's O-L-M-E-R-T, as in Ehud Omer, the former acting prime minister of Israel that causes a peace treaty, 
or whether it's the 49 days between first fruits and Pentecost, which is the 49 days of the counting of the Omer, O-M-E-R. We don't know whether it's O-M-E-R or O-L-M-E-R-T. We don't know. She didn't see it spelled. Just the Lord spoke to her and said, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. But if that comes up this year, then that's going to be telling us, brothers and sisters, we do not have long. We do not have long. All right, now, I'm going to try to get to this next question. I have to move quickly. So is or could Barack Obama be the beast? Well, the short answer is no, absolutely, positively not. The beast cannot, cannot come from America. Okay, that asks the next question. So then where does the beast come from? The simple answer is either from the general area of northern Syria, western Iraq, or Turkey, all of which are part of the European area, and Europe is the iron and the brass kingdoms, or the kingdom of Rome and Grecia, or the Grecian kingdom. Now, that's a whole lot said, but it'd take me an hour probably to explain that. So I can't explain the whole thing, but I will kind of go through it. Daniel 2, we'll start at verse 32, says the image's head was of fine gold. And this is talking about Daniel's vision, and this the whole point of the, the, the statue was to tell us when Jesus returns. He returns in the days of the feet, which are made part of brass and part of clay. So when there's a ten-nation confederacy that is made of several nations, I believe the clay represents the Muslims and the iron represents Europe. That is another confirmation. So he comes from Europe. He does not come from the eagle, okay? He does not come from America. There's not one scripture that even hints he comes from America. So anyway, the image is fine gold, the breast and arm is of silver, and his belly and thighs of brass. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. That's the return of Jesus when he burns up the chaff. And the wind carried them away that was found no place for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. The stone is Jesus, and the mountain is when the new Jerusalem comes down. After the earth has been shaken to pieces, when Jesus returns to shake the earth uh, with, with all kinds of intensity, and that's when, I believe it's Isaiah 40, verse 4, where it says, the, every, every, every valley should be exalted, every mountain and hill should be made low, the crooked places are made straight, the rough places are made smooth, but there is only one mountain on the earth, and that is the mountain of God. And the New Jerusalem, a 250-mile square chunk of clear gold, comes down and sets down on that mountain. Now, it may be a pyramid, but the Bible specifically says four square. So four square would, in my vernacular, would be a square, like a, a, like a, a dice, a cube. So in answer to your question, Absolutely, positively, the beast does not and cannot and will never come from America. In the short answer, he comes from the general region of northern Syria, western Iraq or Turkey, all of which are part of the European or the iron or the brass kingdoms. That fits with every prophecy. Probably, I believe, now the Bible doesn't say this for sure, but it alludes to it in other places, probably his father was Muslim, but he does not regard any god, for he reserves or he honors the god of forces. And 
we're probably going to see him in our lifetime, which is why I recommend that you get my book. So let's take a second to talk about that. So the two big questions I like to ask is, what would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Well, if you listen to this program, I believe you'd say, I'd still tell them. All right, that brings up the two answers. So the most important thing to do, obviously, is to accept Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is to take the mark. Because if you take the mark, you do not get soul death. Instead, you are tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, where the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer are, and you are tormented day and night forever. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up before God, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast or his image, or whoso receiveth the number of his name. Unquote. And my book, Miss the Mark, is specifically designed to give to anybody, even if they're of another religion. It's a thin, skinny little book, and we want it to be that way. We want you to hand it to them, ask them those two questions, and we want them to say, oh, I can read that. That's just a skinny little book. Because if they read this book, they'll accept Jesus, and they will never take that mark of the beast. Never take the mark of the beast. Now, we offer it in shrink wrap sets of 10. Yeah, one's for 20, but don't do that. Instead, one set of 10, 25, two for 40, four for 60. Also, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up and get the meal package. It's a great deal. You're not going to beat the prices of that food any place in Dallas. It's great. You go get food, you go to a meeting, you go get food, you go to a meeting, you go get food. You go, and that's what it's like for three and a half days. It is an awesome, awesome time. Sevenfold Miracle Crusades.com. The two books, Miss the Mark and The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, is at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com, Miss the Mark, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and Sevenfold Miracle Crusades.com to go to the crusade. Okay, I have a little bit of bad news. I'm waiting to the very end of the broadcast because probably if you're listening to this point, you are one that actually listens and follows and likes and appreciates the Prophecy Club. But I have issued cancellation to several times within the DFW area because over the past year, we just simply have not got the response to pay for it. From the very beginning, I have always thought, all right, I'm happy to do the research and make the program, put it out there, but the people need to pay for the radio time. Well, the people have not been paying for the radio time, and I've given it a whole year, but the money has not come in, and I know you may be thinking, oh, yes, well, now he's about to ask me to send money. No, actually, I've already tried that. I've been doing this radio stuff for 26 years, and it's been my experience. If I'm about to go off of a station, if I say, hey, we're about to go off the station, send money, guess what? The money doesn't come in. So I'm not asking for money. I'm just telling you that the decision has been made. We're pulling off of several times in the DFW area. And to the rest of you folks out there, if you do like Prophecy Club, that is maybe a hint that you do want to support it. And we are listener-supported. We do not make it because we offer DVDs. We make it because the Spirit of God speaks to your heart to send us a donation to keep us going. How's it going? Well, I've been 26 years out here trying to tell people the Dudemetra Dudeman warning that America is the mystery Babylon, America is going to fall. How's it going? I would say America has not listened. Prophecy Club ought to be big on radio and TV all across the land, and people ought to be listening and repenting. We ought to see sports stadiums filled. 
But just like I said the other day in a conversation, until America's judgment arrives, until the stars come out of their eyes, they're not going to listen. They're not going to repent. We aren't. I mean, we're seeing a real good economy, but the problem is it's not our repentance. It's not that anybody's cleaned up. It's not that the churches all of a sudden got filled up to bring that blessing. So that means that because we're not bringing it because of a righteousness, it's probably going to be taken away, just like some of our air times on some of the stations. So anyway, this is my one last and only time to explain why we are about to disappear on several of the stations we're on in the DFW area. And also, it's encouragement for you to pray for Prophecy Club and to help us. However, I do need about $17,000 to print the three books that we need to get printed. Miss the Mark, What It Takes to Be a Prophet, and School of the Prophets by Leslie. And print all those is, we estimate, about $17,000. So if you could help us with that, God has blessed you. If you appreciate the message Prophecy Club is bringing, we would appreciate your help. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. Download our free app from the App Store. 